48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. A doctor is sentenced to six years in prison for manslaughter over a botched liposuction procedure. Sixteen more district councillors face disqualification after the government questioned them over their oaths. And Macau launches a third mass COVID testing exercise after finding a new infection. The High Court has sentenced a doctor to six years in prison for manslaughter over a botched liposuction procedure, Natalie Ching reports. The jury in the case had unanimously found Vanessa Kwan, who was 38, guilty of killing dance instructor Josephine Lee due to gross negligence. Ms. Lee, who was 32, fell into coma while undergoing liposuction performed by Kwan in the Jim Sajer Beauty Parlor, the Growth Hair Transplant Center, and died on June the 26th, 2014. In sentencing, Justice Susana de Almada Remedios noted that the defendant and the victim were friends. She said Miss Lee had trusted Kwan, putting her life in her hands. But she said the doctor had turned a blind eye to her patient's condition, leaving her with untrained assistance while she was in a coma and without checking whether she had enough oxygen. The judge described the case as a tragedy and the court's verdict would not be able to compensate for the loss inflicted on Miss Lee's family. Sixteen more district councillors faced disqualification after the government raised doubts about the oaths they took today. Damon Peng reports. Fifty district councillors from Taipo, Sai Kong, Sha Tin and North District pledged their allegiance before the oath administrator Kaspar Choi in the third oath-taking ceremony held by the government. However, the oaths of 16 district councillors have been called into question, with the councillors asked to submit information to Mr Choi. Among them is Ricky Orr from Sai Kong, who's been charged with violating the national security law over the Legislative Council primaries case. He said after the oath-taking ceremony that it was his duty to take the oath. The oath of the chairman of the Shatin District Council, Raymond Lee, was also called into question. He said after the ceremony that he believed he would be disqualified, but took the oath anyway, saying it's his election pledge to serve his full four-year term. We take the oath to do all we can to serve the public until the very last moment. Three other councillors, Chan Nok Hang and Chan Pui Ming from Sha Tin, as well as Yu Chen Ning from Sai Kong, announced their resignations ahead of the oath-taking ceremony. Of the 79 councillors from Hong Kong Island and Kowloon who took their oaths last month, 17 were disqualified after Mr Choi raised questions about the oaths and then subsequently ruled them invalid. The fourth and final batch of councillors from Yunlong, Chunmun, Chunwan, Kuaiching and the Islands District will take the oath to uphold the basic law and bear allegiance to the SAR on Friday. Macau has launched a third mass COVID testing exercise after discovering a new infection, Jimmy Choi reports. The new COVID case involves a 46-year-old renovation worker who travelled from Zhuhai to Macau on September the 26th. Authorities are still trying to find out where the man was infected. Elvis Lowe, the director of Macau's Health Bureau, says they now aim to test the entire population of some 650,000 people within 48 hours at around 40 testing stations. In light of the new COVID case, the authorities have also halted the plan to lift the 14-day quarantine requirement for travellers entering Zhuhai from Macau. People already preparing to go to the Guangdong city have been urged to scrap their travel plans. The Macau authorities have also suspended a plan to reopen primary and secondary schools. Locally, health officials reported four new COVID-19 cases all imported. 
The patients aged between 23 and 85 arrived from Indonesia, Egypt and the Philippines and all were asymptomatic. Three had either received two doses of Sinovac, BioNTech or the Indian-made AstraZeneca vaccine and one of them had taken a shot of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 jab. This year's Nobel Prize medicine for medicine has been awarded to the American scientists David Julius and Adem Papatupian for their work on body sensations. Patrick Anfors of the Nobel Committee highlighted their discovery of receptors for temperature and touch. The work by David Julius and Adem Papatupian has unlocked one of the secrets of nature by explaining the molecular basis for sensing temperature and mechanical force. This represents a foundation for our perception of temperature, heat pain, touch, and the location and movement of our body called proprioception. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Hong Kong says a new drug for COVID-19 could help relieve the burden on hospitals here if the city sees another outbreak. Interim clinical trial results suggest that molnupiravir, developed by a US drug maker, can cut the risk of hospitalisation by half. The Society welcomed the hospital authorities planned by 500 courses of the medication. Its president, William Choi, told Wendy Wong the government should approach the drug company early. Hong Kong now is no uh, zero cases, uh, zero case uh, at the moment. So this 500 doses for you know just for the backup or for in case there's outbreak of the uh, variants of the COVID-19. Uh, of course, the government will approach uh, the drug company to procure more if the uh, incident or the uh, pandemic is so serious. So this is a good start, but I don't think the government just wait and see because it's too late. Because many many countries they are already started to procure more uh, the new, uh, new drugs. So which group of patients can benefit from the new medication? This drug is especially for patients who had uh, laboratory concern, mild to moderate uh, COVID-19 with symptom onset within five days. And also uh, these patients had the, at least one risk factor. What we call risk factor means that, the, uh, for example, the patient with uh, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, all these patients have high risk groups. So the drugs are so good that because it reduced the hospitalization and also the death by approximately 50% means that we can reduce the hospitalization of these confirmed cases by 50%. So the demand of the uh, healthcare system can reduce by 50%. So this is uh, very important to uh, the current situation. But University of Hong Kong microbiologist Hopak Leung says although the interim results are encouraging, trials for the drug are still incomplete. He says the government should adopt a cautious approach and wait for more information. The Hong Kong Cancer Registry has raised concern about the growing cancer risks facing women. It says women could soon overtake men in new cases, as Wang Yinting reports. According to the registry, the number of new cancer cases here in Hong Kong hit a record in 2019, exceeding 35,000. The director of the Hong Kong Cancer Registry, Wong Kam Hong, said the rise in new cases was linked to the city's aging population. He also noted that the cancer risk continues to increase for women, when the trend for men is stabilizing. We know that there are many factors, something like lifestyle change, obesity, but the exact causes this further investigation, especially by means of epidemiological studies and or supplemented by some laboratory tests 
to find out the exact factor that lead to increase in the risk to get cancer in women. The latest data also shows that lung cancer has become the most common cancer among new patients, taking the top spot from colorectal cancer. Mr. Wong noted a decrease in new colorectal cancer cases in 2019, maybe linked to the implementation of the government's screening program since 2016. Now, if we can copy the experience from the United States, the United States has already implemented the kinds of screening program for many years, and we found that the incident has been declined significantly over the past decades. And I hope that our Hong Kong society can have some kinds of good results from the screening program. Hong Kong also recorded an almost 15% increase in prostate cancer in 2019, which Mr Wong said might be due to obesity among men. Political commentator Ho Lok Sang says he expects Chief Executive Carrie Lam will focus on the development of new towns and land reclamation in her policy address on Wednesday. It'll be the final address of Mrs Lam's five-year term. Professor Ho, who's the director of the Pan Tong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute of Lingnan University, told Vicky Wong these issues are likely to feature prominently in the policy blueprint since Beijing has told Hong Kong to do something about its housing shortage. There's no doubt that housing will be the focus, as it was last time, but this time in particular because the Beijing officials have specifically mentioned housing. So I think the SAR government is going to have an all-out effort you know, to increase uh, housing supply. And I think even the reclamation plan is going to be launched, at least the initial phase. Considering the possible population emigration and so on, so, so I think they, they will be more careful, but definitely they will go ahead with the reclamation. In finance news, local shares were sent tumbling on the news that troubled property giant China Evergrande was suspending trading in its shares in Hong Kong, pending an announcement on a major transaction. The firm is struggling amid a sea of debt and faces a potential default. Traders remained concerned about the company's future and possible contagion in the wider economy. The Hang Seng Index dropped 2.2% or 539 points to 24,036. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai says Washington will have frank conversations with Beijing in the coming days as the Biden administration believes China is not complying with the so-called Phase 1 trade deal that was reached under former President Donald Trump. RTHK's U.S. economics correspondent Barry Wood earlier told Samantha Butler that the news was a big deal, but it was unlikely that Washington would take immediate retaliatory action. Catherine Tay, who is the trade representative and a Mandarin speaker, she is going to outline a new United States policy towards China. It's been awkward for the Democrats because they're tied to the Donald Trump policies. There hasn't really been any change. So they want to have something new. But this phase one trade deal, which was reached under President Trump January 2020, the Democrat, Catherine Tay, is now going to say, hold it. The Chinese are not complying with this. You were going to buy $200 billion more of United States products by the end of this year. You haven't done so. You're only 60% there. So this is a continuation of the trade war. And it's a get-tough policy from the Biden administration towards China. 
New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says the country's widely praised zero-tolerance strategy towards COVID has fallen victim to the highly transmissible Delta variant. The main city, Auckland, has been in lockdown for seven weeks, but there have been new cases daily. Ms Ardern said the country's strategy needed re-evaluating. Elimination was important because we didn't have vaccines. Now we do, so we can begin to change the way we do things. But we cannot rush. That's why we need to continue to contain and control the virus as much as possible while we make our transition from a place where we only use heavy restrictions to a place where we use vaccines and everyday public health measures. Sport now, and we start in the English Premier League, where title contenders Liverpool and Manchester City played out a pulsating tool draw at Anfield. Kevin De Bruyne's deflected late equaliser earned City a point after Mohamed Salah's wonderful solo goal appeared to have won the game for Liverpool. Reds boss Jurgen Klopp was in awe of the finish. Only the best players in the world score goals like this. The first touch, the first challenge he wins, then going there and putting on the right foot and finishing the situation off like he did. People will talk about this goal for a long, long time and in 56 years still. City boss Pep Guardiola was unhappy with the referee's decision not to give Liverpool's James Milner a second yellow card for a foul on Bernardo Silva before the home side took a 2-1 lead. Against this team is one of the three best teams in the world. This kind of margin sometimes made the difference. And when he's, oh, I don't know, I don't know, we can see. But Bernardo did with three, it's an after Milner stopped it the way he stopped it. The referee didn't want to do it. But he knows, he knows, is yellow card. A second half own goal gave Tottenham a 2-1 win at home over Aston Villa. Brentford maintained their impressive start with a 2-1 win at West Ham. Johan Wissel got the injury time winner for the Bees and Crystal Palace maintained their unbeaten home record, coming from two goals down to draw two all with Leicester City. In Major League Baseball, the San Francisco Giants got the win they needed on the final day of the season to clinch the National League West. More from RTHK's Ray Jovanovic. It took the entire 162-game regular season for the two best teams in baseball to finally decide the champion of the National League West. The surprising San Francisco Giants, as you mentioned, are the winners of the NL West uh, with 107 wins. The Dodgers, 106 wins. Two best teams in baseball, but they uh, took it right down to the wire. It was a thrilling, thrilling uh, final game. And, of course, the Giants now home field advantage throughout Major League Baseball's players all the way to the World Series. If they get there, I think they will. And to the weather, mainly fine. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees, hot and dry during the day, with a maximum of about 32 degrees in urban areas, slightly higher in the new territories. And the outlook, it'll be mainly fine and hot in the following couple of days, getting windy with squally showers later this week. Currently, it's 29 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity is 67%. The news. From RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. There was a girl. There was a boy. There was a girl, there was a boy 
popular back in the day the Osmonds of course on this occasion Donnie and Marie teaming up for morning side of the mountain into our second hour this Monday evening wherever you're on our little blue ball you're more than welcome to be involved it's Radio Pete at Gmail a few requests in so far this one for Alan by the way he likes Chris Rears on the beach don't forget after the news at midnight Mondays to Fridays 5 past 12 is our sentimental journey Thank you. 